0: The truth. What's up? My name is TJ. I'm one of the co-hosts. Welcome to another episode of the Common Room podcast. I have with me CJ, co-host. What's up? What's up? Um, first off, though, if you have not checked in last week with our episode, our two-part episode with Freeway, I need you to check that out. It was an awesome conversation with john stroop um, who's a co-founder of the freeway ministries but for today we have a special guest justin stringer who has been um my boss and also cj and i's pastor at fellowship bible church um in
1: missouri and so justin how you doing doing great how you guys
0: doing doing awesome tell us tell us a little about yourself justin
1: yeah i uh i came up here to Springfield out of college ministry I was working with an organization called crew for a season of time. And uh, when Kate and I moved down here, we wanted to find a church, found a great one here at fellowship. So for a long time I've been a member here and about three years ago, they invited me to, to jump on as a preaching pastor. So I jumped on there and been preaching the Bible here for a season of time. And then uh, we tra- I transitioned to being the directional lead pastor about six or seven <clears throat> months ago. Got a wife, She's awesome. Her name's Kate, and then uh, two kids. My daughter, Charlotte, just turned nine yesterday. Wow. And then my son, Teddy, is five and a, a ball of craziness. I remember when she was born. It's a crazy thing about me, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Um,
2: so, Justin, um, today's topic is just anxiety. Um, and so I think the first question we should just ask really is like, what is anxiety? Let's define anxiety and, and see, uh, that way we can set a, a stage for the rest of the podcast.
1: Yeah, that's great. Uh, I think it's worth giving the caveat that I'm not professional or, or credential or any of those kind of things in this. I I uh, approach the topic as a pastor and uh, a practitioner of anxiety <laughs> in a sinful kind of way, uh, and so uh, a fellow traveler and so a lot of what I've seen related to anxiety comes out of sitting across the table from people with a cup of coffee and saying, hey, what is this thing you're walking with, and how can we, by God's grace, through the gospel, walk out of it, uh, trust the Lord in it, those kind of things. So the way I like to think about anxiety is anxiety is a disordered fear. There is rightly ordered fear, which is the root of wisdom, Proverbs makes that very obvious, Anxiety is disordered fear, and it's it's disordered because it, it could be disordered in a number of different directions. One, it could be disordered because the object of the fear is too small, it's not worthy of our fear, or it could be uh, disordered because the object of our fear is too big and we can't control it, but either way, it's, uh, it's the human response to attempts to uh, be afraid of things that they should not be afraid of. Uh, the way that, there's an author named Bob Kellerman, the way he defines it is kind of like you're a guard on a wall, and there's biblical imagery that we're to guard, to be guards of our heart. This is Proverbs 4. The problem with anxiety is you become a guard all the time when it's not necessary because you have a God who's fighting for you. So what anxiety does is it, it puts you in that place of guarding um, with the vigilance of guarding all the time uh, when you should be offering those things to the God who is your protector. Does that make sense? Yeah,
2: absolutely. Mm -hmm.
1: Yeah, so um, for someone
0: listening, if someone were to ask, um, am I being disobedient to God um, if I'm worrying about my anxiety or even experiencing anxiety, what would you say to them?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's pretty clear in the Bible that anxiety is a sin. Um, The uh, Philippians 4, be anxious for nothing but in everything, by prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known to God. Thanksgiving. Uh, Jesus makes uh, anxiety a, an issue in the Sermon on the Mount. Do not worry, ye have little faith. Uh, don't you know that I, I love you more than uh, the birds of the air? Those sorts of things. So it's pretty mm. clear that anxiety is a sin. I think the, the nuance that you need to add to it is anxiety for people who tend to struggle with it is also a temptation. And so you kind of get into, when, when I'm having pastoral conversations with people, you get into these uh, distinctions between, what, what is this a temptation, is it a sin, is it a result of sin? So uh, the, you got to wrestle with that a little bit. So what, the way I tend to mark it is it's very similar in practice to way a lot of guys wrestle with, for example, lust. Uh, there's things that, you can, that come across your field of vision that you cannot control. There's thoughts that come into your mind that you cannot directly control. The question is, what are you going to do with those things? So mm. most anxious people have anxious thoughts pretty regularly the question is are you going to ruminate on those thoughts and then we could talk down this road if you want to the question then is are you going to use sinful things to try and self-medicate and avoid those thoughts can you elaborate on that a little bit yeah um the best way to do is probably take an example so something that somebody might be anxious about would be uh germs let's just say say you're a germaphobe um and uh so you touch a doorknob and you think in your head hey there could have been germs on that doorknob That thought is going to come into your head if you're an anxious person, more than likely. There's ways you can minimize that thought. We can get into it in a second. The question that I wrestle with is what do you do with that thought? Do you kind of sit on it and let it kind of overtake you with kind of all of the hot in your chest feelings of emotions? Or do you let it pass through and and keep going about your day? So I would say the first thing that I said, the the thought popping in your head, that would be a temptation to anxiety product of the fall, but not necessarily sinful in the moment. The ruminating on it, not trusting the Lord in it, that, that would be the sin. Does that make sense? Yeah,
2: absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Um, just to go back on a thought that you said earlier, something that has personally helped me <clears throat> think through anxiety. Um, uh, I, I love, I think I read this in a <laughs> John Piper uh, devotional one time, but he talks about the birds that, um, I think it's Matthew 24? or five, somewhere in the 20s, where he talks about, um, like, how much more are I'm you? I'm waiting
1: because I don't know what what bird, port Jesus talks about birds somewhat regularly. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh, well, specifically, when it comes to being anxious, um, thinking about how, like, the birds of the air are fed, and how much more are you important than, um, than them? And I think about, I think he uh, mentioned, I'm pretty sure it's John Piper, but, Mentioned the fact that, um, and we, I think we actually did. Uh, we looked. Was it you with me? I, I can't remember. Um, we were talking about asking the question: of How many birds um, yeah, are we there? We were talking about that. Yes. Yeah. How many birds are there in the world? And we <laughs> we were having a discussion. Of how many birds? There's. I think if I remember correctly, there's like 300 billion or something like that, or 400, 400, billion. 400 billion. And just to think about how every single one of those birds, they don't think about the next worm they're going to eat or the right. next f- meal. They don't have restaurants, they do have grocery stores like we do. And God still takes care of them. And how much more does he love us and take care of
1: us? And so um, just, yeah, you're getting at an important point. I think when you're engaging with anxiety, there's multiple levels you need to approach it at. Uh, so anxiety is an emotion. It's an emotional sin. Lust. And for example, it's an emotional sin. Mm-hmm. And so you, you have to deal with the emotion. You also have to approach it from above. So there's, Ways that uh, anxiety will impact your actions that you need to, to work on. So an example would be if you have social anxiety and you avoid people, what you're basically doing internally is uh, confirming and solidifying the anxious emotion that you're feeling when you're around people. And so you need to, you need to attack it from above like that underneath all anxiety, though, is uh, a wrong belief system about who God is. This is what's genius about what Jesus does. It's Matthew 6 is what you're referring Mm. to. What's genius about what what Jesus does is he forces you to deal with the belief system underneath the anxious emotion. And so what he's doing when he's saying, hey, I care about you more than the birds, is he knows that underneath anxiety is a a deep down, sometimes uh, subconscious, if you're interested in using those words, belief that god doesn't really care about you mm. it's why jesus emphasizes the fatherliness of god for example in engaging with people who are anxious and um the uh what needs to be if you're going to see victory over anxiety what needs to be reformed is your view of who god is and how he feels about you which is deep kind of theological transformation that god brings about in your heart
2: Absolutely. so um how uh how should a Christian deal with anxiety in the moment of them having it?
0: Yeah, because I know that uh, that's a great question. I, I've heard stories of people who have just even been in the grocery store or on their way home. They're like, did I forget bread? Ah, did I forget? Ah. And then they have like a panic attack and, and so, like thinking uh, through at what point is there like maybe a healthy anxiety or an irrational <laughs> anxiety. Yeah. Uh, how should a Christian deal with anxiety in the moment that they're experiencing it?
1: Yeah, uh, the Bible is pretty clear about what you should do when you're feeling anxious in the moment. I mean, uh, Philippians 4, Be anxious for nothing but in everything by prayer and supplication. With thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. In the moment, when you're anxious, you should pray. uh, And prayer will be immensely helpful for you, but for any anxious person, you know that praying in the moment is only half of the response to experiencing anxiety. The way I describe it is it would be similar to... um, like if CJ, you, I told you, hey, uh, you're booked to box somebody mm-hmm. in six months. You're going to be a boxer. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> uh, and then you say, okay, cool. And then you just go about living your life like normal. You're it, fine. It's not going to work. And then six months you <laughs> hop into the ring and you start trying to punch. It's not going to work, right? Absolutely that, That's what, for anxiety, that's what, that's what praying in that moment can be. So if, you're, if the only thing you're going to lean on is, hey, I'm going to get anxious and I'm going to pray, make a request. It's not going to work. So not only do you need to pray that's biblical, it's right, you also need to work underneath the surface on the theological foundations that are leading you to be anxious. Does that make sense? Yeah. And so if you're waiting to fight anxiety until you feel anxiety, you've already lost the battle. Mm -hmm. What you need to do is to be rock solid on who God is, Mm. how he feels about you, the glories of your identity because of the gospel, you need to become, well, this is the way I used to say it to guys you know, when I was a disciple, you need to become gospel men, just like soaking in the gospel. And then, when you feel anx- anxious, then you pray. Yeah. And that's when you begin to feel the freedom there. A lot of people only engage with the anxious emotions when they're feeling the anxious emotions, and they've already lost the battle. Yeah. yeah that's good. Our thought of,
0: yeah, just that practical, the practical piece is good. Yeah, so
2: you know, this, I'm kind of throwing this on you real quick. Um, so we talked about how one might deal with it. How might someone who has a family member or like a, um, mom or dad, brother, sister, best friend might like, um, give wisdom maybe, or something or pray. How, how might they help that person with dealing with anxiety?
1: Yeah. A lot of patience. You should have my wife in and ask her that question. <laughs> uh, it, it takes a lot of patience for, for anxious people because, what the uh, close friend will know is that that person is acting very out of character when they're in the thick of anxiety. And mm-hmm. what's interesting is the anxious person generally knows I'm acting very out of character when they're in the midst of anxiety. It's kind of this uh, disassociation of your rational thoughts with what you're actually feeling. But I would encourage uh, close friends to you know, remind uh, their anxious friend of truth. I'd encourage them to to uh, walk with them as they walk out of it. I always say, if you're anxious about something, you need to pray about it. You need to do some theological uh, work underneath, and then you just need to move. And so the anxious emotions are there. Just start moving and doing So I think a a close friend would just say, so if TJ is feeling anxious about, uh, I don't know, you walk in, you feel anxious about the germs on the doorknob or whatever, uh, as a friend I would say, yeah, there might be germs on the doorknob. Hey, let's go record this podcast, yeah. you know, just, just keep them. Moving. Yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely. That was, that was great, uh, Justin. What, what would you say about medication?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, the, uh, I, w- I would say that medication, uh, depending on kind of different convictions, is a viable option for people to engage with. I would say you need to be aware if you're going to go down that ro- route, what medication does and what it does not do. So medication largely engages with symptoms of anxiety kind of calms, mm. uh, at a, I'm, not a, I'm not a psychiatrist, so I can't give you all the answers here, but uh, it calms the, some of the neuro brain chemical symptoms of anxiety, but it does not deal with the root causes. Mm. And so Absolutely. really what happens is uh, some of the symptoms become less, and if you're using this thing properly, like, like you maybe pursue medication and then engage deeply in your local church in some theological work, what, what medication can help with is, is making it easier to engage for, for people who are in a clinical space, engage with some of those root issues that need to be engaged with so that they can be in, then walking out of the need for medication, those sorts of things.
2: Yeah, you talked about the theological work. Yeah. Um, what, what would you mean by it? Like for a listener who doesn't necessarily have theology or doesn't understand theology in the sense of things, how would you uh, describe that to them?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. The the underneath anxiety is uh, misunderstandings of who God is and how He feels about you. Mm. So underneath anxiety is one of two things: either you do not really believe that God is in 100% sovereign control of all things; that the Bible is very clear on that. Or you don't believe that God is for you. If He's not in control of all things, then you need to be in control of all things, which means you get anxious about everything as mm. an attempt, yeah. mentally and emotionally, to control uncontrollable circumstances. That's good. If uh, if you don't believe he's for you, same thing, because he might be in control, but he might be out to get you, so you need to try and, to manage your situation, your circumstances, so that you don't get hurt. So what you need to work on, in my opinion, this is what I, the hard work that I do on a regular basis, even kind of on a day-by-day basis, as I'm opening God's Word and spending time with him, is reforming my heart and reminding my heart that God is in 100% sovereign control all the time, and that he's good to me like a father. Mm. I need to know that and I need to know that before I'm feeling anxious, if I'm ever going to have any hope of fighting anxiety in the moment. Absolutely. That's really good. Um,
0: uh, as someone who is dealing with anxiety, um, what would be the difference between a healthy anxiety and an irrational anxiety?
1: Right. I talked about this a bit at the beginning, uh, but kind of breezed over it a little bit, you know, the root of anxiety, uh, it is a common grace emotion that I think God has built into humans, namely that there are certain situations where we need to be afraid, and that fear helps us. So, I don't know. Pick a nasty city. Let's say Harrison, Arkansas. <laughs> say, you're, say you're at Harrison, Arkansas, and you're walking down an alleyway, and there's some guy walking like four steps behind you. You hear his footsteps. You should probably be afraid in that moment. That's a, that's a normal fear. What anxiety does is it takes moments when you should not be afraid in light of who God is and in light of the situation and activates that fear in those moments. So, mm. that's, that's, so if you're, uh, another example, if you're at the Grand Canyon, you'll walk right up to the edge and you'll be afraid of falling, and you should be. Mm. If you're in the parking lot, you shouldn't be afraid of falling because you're 100 yards away. Does that make sense?
0: Like there's some common sense anxieties Right. for your life's sake, <laughs> right. for, but then the irrational...
1: Yeah, the theological way to say it is, in a fallen world, there are threats, mm. and fear makes us aware of those threats and makes us vigilant to fight against those threats. And they're not always physical threats, sometimes they're spiritual threats. But uh, what anxiety does is it takes things that are not threats or should not be threats, and it causes us to be afraid or vigilant when we need not be. Yeah.
2: What, what would you say is like the seriousness of anxiety? Like when someone is dealing with it and they're not dealing with it properly, what is the seriousness of this?
1: Yeah, I would, uh, I would uh, say there's, seri- there's a multi directional seriousness. The most important thing is dishonoring to the Lord. Anxiety is essentially wrong theology, emotionalized. And mm. so you're, you're not rightly viewing the Lord and you're mm. not honoring him when you uh, allow yourself to live in consistent, consistently anxious places. Uh, God deserves the glory yeah. of his people uh, surrendering and knowing that he's in control. And he deserves the glory of his people trusting that he's a good father to them. So that's the, that, the, there's consequences vertically mm-hmm. when you deal with things. There's also consequences kind of uh, horizontally. You, you don't care for people well when you're anxious about circumstances around you. Yeah. You almost automatically curve in on yourself and begin focusing inward rather than outward towards people and loving them. And so there's going to be, for those who are closest to you, certainly, but even for those who the Lord's called you to to work with. And there's obviously very clear internal health consequences to anxiety. I mean, our culture right now is uh, maybe the most anxious culture in the history of humanity, and we're experiencing the health consequences of it. Mm.
0: Absolutely. Yes. I've never really been an anxious person, but (laughs) especially in college, Uh when finals week comes up, I would I would I remember texting my mom being like, Mom, why is my eye why is my why are my eye muscles twitching? Why am I why is my jaw hurt when I wake up in the mornings? And that's just a minor thing, but yeah, I know that like people who are struggling with this on a daily basis, there are uh, physical consequences of this.
1: Right. And TJ, you're a good example. You know, I remember hearing stories about you when you would go on mission trips to Africa and part of the reason that you thrived in those environments is because you had done the hard work to not be mm-hmm. anxious in those moments, which freed you up to go and to uh, engage with college students there in Cocody in mm-hmm. ways that uh, other folks on the mission trip weren't because they were freaking out about malaria or whatever. Mm-hmm. Which I did get. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's the other side of the coin. <laughs> it wasn't that bad. Yeah, None of those people lost their phone in the ocean. Though. Oh, He's brought back so much emotions right now. Um, that's all inside jokes <laughs> <laughs> it makes for great podcasting yes absolutely. Uh, yeah
0: fun fact I had my phone on my lap and a big wave came on the ocean shore and I jumped up and phone went in the ocean
2: never saw it again
0: out with my thousand pictures I took the last six weeks yeah that was rough but anyways um, yeah. did we have one last question or is yeah absolutely
2: is um, what are some practical ways um, just that we can go about you know we're talking about the local church talk about counseling um,
1: books, anything like that. What are some
2: resources that we could uh, uh, recommend to our listeners?
1: Yeah, I would say uh, I would focus in on some very common means of grace as a foundation for engaging with this first and for setting the deck in order to see if there's kind of further things uh, uh, places that you need to go in order to deal with the issue. So the first thing I would encourage somebody who comes to me and says, hey, I'm anxious. First thing I would say is, you need, this sounds so trite, but it's, it's important. You need to meet with the Lord daily. Mm-hmm. And not just about anxiety. You need to read through God's Word, comb it and, and rest, dive into go deep into the character of who God is. If you mm-hmm. need help, Psalms. Man, if you, if you hit the Psalms and just focus in specifically on the character of God, what you'll see over and over again. Is God's a refuge. God's a rock. Mm-hmm. He's a fortress. Those, you, need to, you need to get deep, and you need to get deep daily over and over and over again before you're feeling the emotion of anxiety. So that's one thing. Second, God built community, especially in, in his local church for a reason. Mm-hmm. You need other people in your life who are uh, spurring you on, encouraging you, drawing you out. And part of what that does for an anxious person is it gets their minds off their anxiety. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's easy when you feel anxious to then get anxious. This is a a messed up place to get. I've been there. Get anxious about how anxious you are. Mm -hmm. And when you step into community, it forces that thought loop to end because you're starting another kind of set of interactions with folks. And so community is meant to spur you on in this kind of thing. That's really good. And then what I, I do those things. Uh, so if somebody came to me and said, I'm anxious all the time, I'd say, okay, do that for a month, see what happens. And then I'd, at that point, a- after the month, I would begin to kind of say, okay, now you can begin to deal with some books, uh, to, to engage with some of the root uh, emotional issues that might be behind this. Ed Welch, uh, is the guy I would go to. Uh, he's got several really helpful books on, uh, w- what's behind anxiety, some of these theological things that we've been talking about. Um, so I'd encourage that. There's another, uh, author named Bob Kellerman. He's written a really yeah. small little book that's helpful, uh, as well. So those would be the two guys that i go to. Okay.
2: Absolutely.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Justin, for joining us today, um, on the Common Room podcast. Um, if you guys have not already, um, please make sure to like and subscribe on all your podcast um, uh, platforms.
2: Platforms. (laughs) Yeah. yeah, We have it on Apple, Spotify, Google play, Stitcher. Um, you name it. Um, we're also on Facebook and Instagram,
0: Facebook and Instagram, um, which by the way, if you follow us on Instagram, which is common room converse convos,
2: Convos. common room
0: convos on Instagram, we are having a book giveaway. So keep an eye on there. It will be
2: a, a book. Um, about anxiety obviously that's the episode yes
0: (laughs) yes so thank you so much for listening uh to the common room podcast we'll see you guys next week